Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. All right, good afternoon. This is Flint McLaughlin, and we're beginning yet again another clinic designed to reveal to you the latest research and uh, the findings from our experimentation. I am looking forward to today's clinic, but I want to tell you right off uh, that you may have had some difficulty logging in. If you showed up early, that's good. We had 2,200 people trying to get on these lines. We only have 1,000 available lines for this particular conference. We may have to expand that in the future, but... uh, We are grateful to have those of you attending that are today, and we want to invest every single moment of the time to try and help you get actionable information that you can take back and apply to your own situation. If you're following us on Twitter, this is the information that you need, proper hashtags, etc. I'm uh, I'm joined today by uh, one of our key research managers, Adam Lapp. Adam's one of the oldest existing employees. I, I know you can't tell looking at him. He's actually 73 years old. Um, we're teasing him. We're, I'm in the studio with him. But Adam has been working here longer than almost anyone in the, in the research lab and is uh, one of our star analysts. He's joined by Nathan. Nathan really doesn't know very much, but we're glad to have Nathan with us today. Uh, <laughs> Nathan Thompson's with us. He's also a key research analyst and, uh, and very knowledgeable and very expert, but I can't help uh, teasing uh, him uh, You'd have to be here to see it all. In the meantime, we have a lot of work ahead. We're talking about home pages. We want to help you learn as much as you can today to optimize your own home pages. I want to point out for you that this is a very special clinic, and really it it represents a deficiency in our own work. We have been studying the net and optimization for uh, more than a decade. We have the world's largest library of case studies and experiments. I think we were the first lab in the world to to study optimization in the web. And yet, we've done very few clinics on home page design. We talk about landing pages. We talk about order paths. But the home page is a different animal. It requires a different approach. It requires a different way to think. And we have two common problems on the net that are hurting us. The first is that we treat our landing pages like a home page. And the second is that we treat our home pages like a landing page. In both instances, we are mitigating conversion, and it's a grave mistake. If you are joining us in this clinic, but we're not attending the last, then you need to go back to our website and download that clinic after today, and you'll see uh, extensive teaching on part one of homepage design. Along with that, you'll be able to review those case studies. You'll hear its, its audio. You'll be able to hear the audio and look at the slides, and then participate or watch the live optimization that occurred. While that's uh, unfolding for you, I want to just point out that if you haven't been in the first part of this two-part series, it's all right, because today's clinic stands alone. You can learn a lot from it without having participated in the first. Still, there's some critical pieces that we want to review from last week. I want to spend just enough time to remind you, but I also want to be cognizant of the fact that there are new people on the phone, so let's just breeze rapidly through uh, a review of last week. We began with this case study. It was uh, a homepage test for a B2B company that offers email marketing solutions. 
The goal was to increase the amount of free trial sign-ups. We used a single factorial A-B split test design and uh, this was the control. Now control is the language we use in testing. This was the original. This is what we were testing against. This was what we were trying to improve. And while the page does some things well, it has multiple weaknesses. We outlined those weaknesses last week. You can get, again, you can go back and look at that uh, all over. Then we designed two treatments. The first and the second are displaying for you right now. Those treatments were aimed at mitigating the bounce rate and increasing engagement. Essentially click through. We tested those treatments against the control and this is what we discovered. If you study the chart carefully, I'm just going to summarize it. What you need to recognize is that treatment 2 outperformed the control by 59.36%. That's a dramatic improvement. Even treatment 1 performed better than the control. And in many cases, it had to do with the application of a few key principles. I often see home pages double or triple in terms of effectiveness once those principles are understood. And so I think it's critical for us to talk about a five-step process that we taught last week. And again, I'm only reviewing and then we're moving from here straight into the new content. The first was to identify all of the home page objectives. Typically, we have too many. Typically, they're conflicting. Typically, they are hurting your conversion rate because we talk to too many people about too many things in too many different voices. We have flash. We have banners. We have boxes. We have ads. We have navigation. And the poor visitor is left to make meaning for themselves. We said that's not right. You have to meet them and think of your homepage as a front door and explain to them all the rooms in the house. That requires you to move to step two, which is to prioritize the objectives into three categories. Primary objectives, major objectives, and minor objectives. You need to then connect your key success metrics to each objective category. Once you've done that, you design a home page very intentionally with objectives that have been weighted strategically according to priority. Now, if step four sounded particularly important to you and you're still trying to make sense of it in your mind, good, because the entire clinic today is about step four. But once you have step four right, you can move to step five and that's to test the effect of the various competing objectives and make certain you're getting the high performance you need out of your page. Step four was too important to mention in a clinic as a five-part process and deserves its own clinic, which is why we're talking with you today. Let's tear it down, understand it, and gain the most meaning that we can from a review of step four. But before we go any further, we want to ask the audience to participate. Give us your own thoughts. There is a poll that you can work with, and you'll notice that it should be at the bottom of the uh, window that you're using from GoToMeeting. And it asks a simple question, what is the most common challenge you face when designing home pages? We're going to let you see the results of the audience vote in just a moment. But letter A is lacking original ideas. Letter B is struggling with corporate politics. Now, I'm sure no one here has that particular problem because we all work in Camelot and everyone is um, working to get along with each other. But in case you're one of those rare people who find that to be a problem, then you might want to select letter B. 
Letter C, too many messages for such a small space. And letter D, not enough time or resources. Now we're watching, and let me see what uh, we have so far in this poll. A large percentage of the audience, 68% of you have voted, 69%. Keep voting, we're up to 71%. I want, you know, this is a fairly, this is a fairly valid experiment in terms of getting information from you. This is a large sampling of some of the leading marketers in the world. And uh, we're at 76%. We're closing in on 80%. I think uh, we're going to stop and share results. The majority of our audience found that their number one problem is too many messages for such a small space. Now, I think that's an interesting choice and it connects tightly with what we're going to do today. But importantly, it also overlaps with the others. Because when you have too many messages, you are likely struggling with corporate politics. There's a turf war over real estate. Someone is trying to get their bit on the home page. And often, a home page is a compromise. It's a lesson in compromise. I think last week I said that someone has uh, claimed that a camel is a horse put together by a committee. And in many cases, our home pages represent that, uh, that uh, failed experiment. The other point is that the second, 12%, not the second in terms of order, but underneath that, not enough time or resources, still connects back to too many messages for such little space. What we need is focus. Focus, focus, focus. I would like to say it a lot because somehow, if I could, I'd like to imprint it deeply on your mind and allow it to change how you think about your homepage forevermore. But keeping that in mind, I want to proceed to teach. Now, uh, our, I noticed that our staff has put up some of the responses that we had last week to our LinkedIn uh, uh, resource, and you can read those, and they'll be part of the printed version of this that we put out. But let's move right now into the common pitfalls. Now, as we start to teach the common pitfalls, we're going to actually help you understand that fourth step. But also, we're going to set you up for live optimization. By the time we whip through these slides, we're going to actually have home pages submitted by the audience that we can analyze together and use as a learning experience, finding transferable principles that all of us can, can engage with. So, let's go to the first pitfall, uh, trying to achieve too many objectives. <laughs> Sorry that I'm laughing but it's the first time that I noticed the clever clip art prepared by our team. I don't know, Austin, did you draw that particular piece yourself or did you find that somewhere on the Internet? <laughs> that is the, uh, that's an example of what we call site falloff. Uh, <laughs> I hate to think what he would have drawn if we asked for bounce rate, but let's keep going. Uh, so the first pitfall. Trying to achieve too many objectives. We've been talking about it. You've just identified it, so it doesn't sound very profound as a common error. But we've got to name it because it is at the heart of so many problems. Here's an example. Audience, we want you to use the Q&A feature and respond in just a moment. Uh, Q&A is part of the GoToMeeting interface. And uh, look at the page that we've just displayed and tell us how many objectives is this page trying to achieve. Count them. Let's get your vote. How many of that? Someone says, Matt says at least 20. Nina says, too many to count. John Kirker says, 52. He's fast. James says, 20. 
Uh, somebody says six. And uh, finally, the answer of the day, about two million. Uh, another one says, I'm getting dizzy, way too many, why bother, too busy visually, etc., etc. All right, so what we have here, however, before we blast through it too, too quickly, is precisely the kind of home page that we're given every single day to look out and to optimize. Here's the question. Is the goal of your home page to get a lead? Is the goal of your home page to engage people deeper in your navigation? Is the goal of your home page to help them find the right product or solution? Is the goal of your home page to help them understand how your company positions itself against the competition and thus strengthen your whole brand? Is the goal of your home page to help a key decision maker find their way through your site so that they can say yes to the pending contract? Believe it or not, in some industries, the sales are happening in the field. The home page and thus the website are designed to help the salesperson convince someone in the field that the company represents the proper solution. Let's look at another example. Uh, how many objectives can you count on this page? We're not going to actually ask you to count them, but how many of you can see the problems? Here again, we have evenly weighted options, four of them competing with something on the right. Now, this is not a particularly bad home page. It's just the average kind of bad that we see everywhere. So let's learn something. Number one, home page must be designed to weight your objectives by priority. Now, before I finish this, what we're trying to do is connect visual weight with executive priority. This requires a clearly sequenced iPath. Now, I want to go back again because... In most of the pages that we were to look at, even from your own submissions, you're going to find that there's a contradiction between the emphasis of the page and the emphasis in your strategy or business plan. The page's objectives must visually match the company's objectives. And most often they do not. Now the question begs itself, how? How do I control this piece? And the answer is that people typically um, look at the weighted objectives on your page as a relative measure. One thing has more emphasis only as it is compared to another. A lot of white space with a red dot on the page is going to get people's eyes on the red dot. The same page with 57 red dots is not going to get the focus that the first page does. So let's look at really a critical, critical step, and that is how, once you have identified the objectives, do you control what people see first, second, third, and fourth? We are optimizing, and I hope you've been in our audience long enough, read our research enough that you have heard this uh, quote over and over again. We don't believe in optimizing web pages. We believe in optimizing thought sequences. And to optimize the thought sequence, what we need to do is control what they're thinking and to control what they're thinking, we need to control what they're getting in terms of stimulus. And the stimulus on a web page is visual or audio in particular, and so you need to order that. Let's remove audio for a moment and just look at visual. Size, shape, color, motion. These are four of the key ways that we control what people see on our page and in what order. Now, there's more. 
Size is the first. Look at the two buttons. Shape will draw your eyes. Color draws your eyes. The problem with most of our homepages is that we employ too many colors in too many ways and so that the impact of color overall is lost and people cannot distinguish what's important from what's not. Motion. I don't always like motion. In fact, we get in a lot of trouble with motion and in most cases our fancy flash presentations are hurting conversion. They don't have to. They can be used well, but in most cases they hurt conversion. These four elements impact the order that people see things. The weight. But there's more. Another is position. We know from the old days that the upper left corner in the typical uh, newspaper, for instance, gets more eye uh, and more attention than lower right. And uh, we know from heat mapping that we've done uh, in our research and others that, you know, in the same thing, position on a page matters. But look at the difference between the position low right and the position into a headline. The second example changes the weight, changes the visual impact, and gets the thought sequence in a proper order. There is uh, another. Austin, who is one of the key producers and, he's, and really he's involved in the content creation, uh, has emphasized this next piece is what he calls sixth sense, and that is direction. And if you look at this, at first, it's a very disturbing picture, but it really represents a heat map. No one is doing anything unpolite to the baby or the ad. Um, but if you look carefully, the direction, that is the way the baby looks or faces or points their attention, impacts our attention. In the first example, you'll get more attention on the child. In the second, you'll get more attention on the copy. Now, you probably will get as much eye path hitting the baby, but it will flow. In fact, if you can look at the heat map, it demonstrates it. They'll flow from baby to copy instead of staying static on the child. So, let's think about how we can use those elements. In fact, let me just suggest this right now. If I were you and you get off this clinic, I'd go back and take my homepage and I'd print it. Yes, it's very old-fashioned, it's retro, but I would print it. We want to print it because we're going to mark on it. I would then look at it and say, what are the dominant elements in order of significance? If you have a hard time finding the dominant elements, you've got a problem already. That means either you have none or you have too many. You should be able to identify three to five dominant graphic elements. If you're like a lot of home pages, it may be that big flash presentation or the hero shot at the top of the page. For the most part, that's a waste. Their eyes are already there. You don't need to drive them there again. You need to use your images to draw their eyes through the critical copy, and you need critical copy at that page, and it shouldn't be moving, flashing, or leaving them uh, caught in alert when they try to read it halfway through its presentation cycle. However, right now, you need to think about that in terms of your page and identify those because once we have found the way it is, you need to ask yourself, all right, so these are the visual emphases on my home page. However, what is it that I'm trying to achieve? What's my first objective? What's my second objective? If your first objective is to get a lead, then why do you have all those banners and boxes and other things interfering with the iPad? Match the visual weight with the executive priority. Now, as you start to plan your priority, you 
face another significant pitfall, and this one is classic. It's as prevalent as the too many objectives problem, and it's the one that I want to cover in the shortest possible time, yet it's the one that has the highest potential impact to help you make a big lift right away on your existing page. That is, we often fail to start a kind of mental conversation. People don't buy from websites. People buy from people. When that person comes to your web page, they have a train of thought. It began with a hole, a need, something inside, a problem, something they're searching for. They began to try to narrow down the solution and something they encountered caused them to select you as a potential way to resolve the internal tension. When they clicked on whatever they clicked on to get to your home page, there was already something in their mind in the form of anticipation or expectation. And it might have been there because you implied or directly promised something in an ad, in an email. Somewhere. It could have been a television commercial. If you want to stay engaged and get involved in the mental conversation so that you can guide it towards a change of value, then you've got to start by getting engaged in the conversation. So if you look at this particular page, here's an example, and ask yourself, it's a home page that is like many others. Is there any person-to-person -person conversation on this page? Is there any person-to-person -person conversation? No. What you're looking at is a glorified magazine ad. This is an ad. It's not what a homepage is supposed to do under most circumstances. You should meet them here with a brief conversation, probably three to four sentences, a key headline first, a subheader, a paragraph, and bullet text. This gets you talking with them they personify your website, they give it a voice, and then you move through the conversation using the chronology, uh, using the geography of the page to establish the chronology of the thought sequence. Here's another typical kind of web page. Is there person-to-person -person conversation on this page? No, there is not. We're hit with... Uh, some kind of retail barrage. When in fact, it might be helpful if you answered the three critical questions that we teach so, so frequently. Where am I at? What can I do here? And why should I do it? Engage them. That starts the positive, inhib the positive contributors to their value uh, perception. And along the way, they're going to have negative inhibitors like friction or anxiety. And as you sense that's coming, because of perhaps you're asking for a credit card, you then mitigate it. You talk to them. You help them. That brings me to a second point. Home pages should engage a conversation at three basic levels. They should meet, connect, and direct each visitor. Let's think about that. First, you meet the visitor where they are by helping them understand the answer to the question, where am I? I know that sounds... Uh, almost simplistic, but please know that there's a moment of orientation every time you change from one place to another, physically or mentally. And when you arrive at the home page based on an ad that you've clicked, you're not sure if you're where you want to be. Sometimes you aren't even sure if you're in the right place. And if you're not sure, the easiest way to get clarity 
is to hit that little green button, which takes you back. Often you go back, look at an ad that makes more sense, click on that ad, and you see what you're looking for. There's familiarity. You know this is the right kind of page, uh, the right kind of place. And so you engage in at least the headline and subheader. That's the meeting part. When they get to your page, you need to meet them. I have rarely seen a page that's effective that doesn't have a headline. You may say, well, that's old school. We don't need a headline now. It's not old school. It's integral to human nature. Read Aristotle's Poetics. The three-act and five-act play is still being used to make you know, $100 million movies, $1 billion blockbusters. There's no difference between Lord of the Rings as you see it unfold on the stage and what Aristotle taught in Poetics. Human nature hasn't changed. And guess what? When you meet someone in real life, nothing positive happens in terms of relationship until you speak to them. What's a headline? A headline is almost the opportunity for you to raise your hand, raise your voice, raise your profile, and get someone's attention. Now, there's a lot of ways to get someone's attention. If uh, you see an attractive girl at the bar after work today and you want to get her attention, you could yell at her across the bar. That's what we do with our big, height-driven, super high-cat, high-font, ugly headlines that we use in some cases. You could brag about yourself. Hi, I'm the leading single guy in the room. I doubt that's going to get the attention in the way you need it because you can't just meet. You've got to connect. So the headline gives you an opportunity to connect, but you've got to connect with the visitor in a way that uh, allows you to get enough trust to do the third step, and that's to direct them. Now, this is not a lesson in picking up girls, so please don't get mad at me. <laughs> but it, but it, but I, I'm looking for a way to explain the point. The headline is not a headline. We, we, we get our marketing jargon so locked into place that we lose touch with the core essence of value exchange. We're philosophers before we were scientists, and we think about the philosophy of human exchange. And what's going on with a headline is you're getting someone's attention. You're doing it politely. The subheader gets them to invest just a little bit longer. And then if you can get them to read the first paragraph, you've got dialogue. And that applies to the same person. Yeah, I myself rely on the power of incentive. <laughs> this is Adam Lapp talking. He's single. I don't know what the power of incentive is, but I have a feeling it's bad. And Adam, I don't know if it's working because you've been single for a very long time. <laughs> you probably... Sorry, Adam. Uh, in the audience, if you have ideas to improve... By the way, he's a, he's a handsome guy. Look at his picture at the blog. But if you have any way you can help with his incentive, just go ahead and, and send an email to Mech Labs and we'll, uh, we'll try it in a, in a single factorial experiment. Um, all right, so meet... Connect and direct. Those are the three keys that need to take place to overcome this second pitfall of failing to start a conversation. I'm going to move to pitfall number three. Number three is uh, important and uh, clear. It's over-reliance on multimedia to communicate value. We have uh, finally entered the stage where bandwidth, and oh, I longed for this day, would allow us to communicate rapidly by video with longer even forms of media. And of course, beyond that, we have flash and other methods. And like any new tool or toy, it's being overused and used without understanding how it fits into the context of building a conversation. 
we are using multimedia poorly. I am not against it. Flash is one of the best ways to communicate a complex offering. In fact, I'd like to do a clinic on Flash and, and talk to you about how to use it when it's right and what it looks like when it's wrong. But I would point out for you that, um, that, that so very often we take this, this opportunity, this technology, this tool that has such promise and we apply it improperly. And you can see an example here of someone using multimedia. If you would actually go to the website, uh, the, it, you'd see it in real time. Multimedia is interfering with the development of relationship. I want to say that again. It's interfering with the development of the relationship. Let's go back to the home page. Some of what I've said here applies to a landing page. But on the home page, you're doing something different. On a landing page, you're introducing an offer. On a home page, in many cases, with a larger company at least, you're introducing the organization behind the offer and you're helping them find their way to the right offer. And this is what happens when you meet someone at the front door, tell them what the rooms are in the house and help them to find the right room. That's what you should be doing on a home page that's different than what you do on a landing page. Whether it's a home page or a landing page, what you've got going on here is <laughs> the gross overuse of multimedia. This is something probably prepared by an agency. They may be on this call. If you're an agency, you're, you represent probably a third to half of our audience. So please know that we're not anti-agency. But this is probably a lovely presentation. But it's being used at the wrong time in the wrong way. This is something somebody might need to watch or see after you've met them and they've raised their hand and said, Show me more or let me see this presentation. But if you meet it, if you meet them with it, you've established no relationship, you have no dialogue, and the bounce rate is stunning compared to what it could or should be. Let's look at an example of uh, somebody who learned this lesson the hard way. And we're going to go from the macro to the micro. You'll notice that many of our uh, partners and many of our research partners and our clients are large organizations from around the world. I want to show you a small one. In fact, you may be on this call right now and your company is smaller and you think to yourself, I don't have the problem with politics because it's me. Or, or, or I'm a $20 million company, I'm the CEO of the company, they do what I want and my problem isn't office politics, my problem is knowing what to get right on this home page and when I find out, I'm going to go get it right today. I like those kinds of people because they're about action. We had someone like that on one of our clinics and we did live optimization with them, same way that we're going to do in just a few minutes with your own pages. Now, this guy was clever. He did not just listen to the live optimization, tell us it was helpful, and then go back and make a minor change. He went back, thought about it, applied it, changed his pages, and studied the differential. He was in, and we've shown this one before, so you might have seen it, I doubt it, but he was in the snowmaking business. And he was a proprietor, and this was his website. And all the revenue at the end of the month left over after he paid the bills was his revenue. So you can imagine, a conversion list to him means a great deal. And um, what I want to do is uh, show you what he did. This is the before page. And if you'll notice, he had a exciting... Multimedia presentation on the home page. He had a headline. He had something like a header. He got their attention 
But he didn't get their permission. He didn't give them a conversation or enough conversation to make it worthwhile for them to click the button and invest in this presentation. Or if he let it auto run, he forced it on them when they weren't ready for it. In either case, it was too much, too fast, and it was hurting his conversion rate. He had paid search campaigns that he had to shut off because CPA was getting too high. He participated in live optimization and he redesigned his page and here it is. Now, I, before, you, before you criticize this page, we didn't design it and we, we try to improve it ourselves and frankly, you could, we criticize our own pages. They all need, their optimization's process is not an event. So this page could be better. But this page uh, involved a headline. He spoke to his people. He should have had a paragraph of text. He didn't. It looks like three calls to action, but not really. It's three different versions of the same product. And despite the need to improve this page, here's what he experienced. A 93% increase in conversion. I can tell you that it's an understatement to say he was thrilled. I remember the emails. He sent us access to his metrics. He showed us exactly what happened. He turned back on his paid search campaigns. His profits went way up. And he was absolutely delighted. Because the, the, all the gain flowed right into his family's you know, uh, pockets, so to speak. So multimedia is only as valuable as the value it communicates. And it needs to be used in the right way at the right time. There's much more we could say on that, but let's go to pitfall four because we want to start live optimization very soon. Here's the fourth pitfall, and that's treating the home page like it's a landing page. I saw it today. I was online today with a huge organization. I asked them where their specific landing pages were for their specific offers, and guess what we discovered? They send all their traffic to their home page. I would bet that most of you who are marketers here know better than that. You probably have specific landing pages. But even though you do, you haven't learned the difference between a home page and a landing page. And so even if you send traffic to other places, you may not be maximizing the traffic that's going to the home page. Here's a fourth principle. A home page should not be designed for channel-specific traffic when a more channel-specific landing page can be used. In other words, if you have traffic converting from a particularly useful paid search campaign, it should have its own landing page. If you send out an email that's important and talks about a new offer, it should have its own landing page. The job of the landing page in most cases is to get a sales action, whether that's a lead or actually a sell. The job of the home page is not the same. When they come to a landing page, they're coming to a room in the house and it's the right room. You know it's the right room because you sent them there from the channel or they came from the navigation. When they come to the home page, they're trying to find the right room in the house. And so you have to take the tedious work involved with helping them know where they're at and how to use the site. And simple wording like, welcome to X. There are three ways you can shop at such and such. You can shop by brand blue text underline link. You can shop by category, you know, arrow or underline link, or you can shop by search function. Our most popular products are boom, boom, and boom. And again, underline links because you're focusing on featured products. Remember, and then you talk about the most important value that distinguishes you from every other person in the space. That's what happens on a good home page. 
doesn't matter whether it's B2B, B2C, e-commerce, or lead gen. So, uh, we're going to look at more of that in just a moment, but I'm going to take questions. Someone has said, what is the role, and it was Scott, by the way, of brand recognition on a home page? Well, I'm, I'm a lot like Ogilvy when it comes to brand. Ogilvy said every ad must sell. He was what many people call the father of branding. But he saw branding as a way to create equity, trust in a relationship that made the sell easier over and over again. He did not see brand itself as a standalone commodity. But brand contributed to the sell one way or the other. So what is the role of brand on the home page? The home page can help to establish your brand. But don't let that be an excuse for a poor design page that isn't moving people forward in some series of actions. Every time someone follows an action that's connected to your brand, you're strengthening the brand. I'll go a step further. One of the most important pages on your site is the one that gets the least attention. It's the About Us page. You want to build brand? Build it with story. Tell your story. The best way to imprint brand on someone's mind is to tell story. Story will help you capture that tiny space in the mind that you have to own. When you own, I mean, Google, at least for now, has upseated many people and owns the search space on, in the minds of most consumers. And that's the power of its brand. Brand is rich. I've got to go on. But I love how Buffett thinks about brand. It's why he invested in Coke. He said there were billions of dollars. In fact, he estimated the precise amount and equity not showing up on the balance sheet, locked up in the brand. But that's years of trust in the form of reputation that's established. People expect when they drink a Coke, it's going to taste a certain way over and over again, every time, all the time, in any country, anywhere you go. That may not be the case, but it's close enough to real that the brand has enormous appeal. Let's move on. All right, so let's look at landing page, and we're going to start live optimization here in just a moment. Do not take your television ad like this and then send people to this page. We've driven them from an ad to a form. You say, well, the ad sold them. Well, in this particular case, that would be fine if it was a landing page specifically designed to interact with a television ad and a channel that you knew had people who were sold already before they came to the page and they were ready to sign up. But guess what? This is a home page and not everybody that comes here came from the ad and you're wasting, you're losing money. Here is, uh, here's an example of the difference. A channel-specific page. We've got to think this way about our home pages and our landing pages. All right. I need to say that pitfall five is very simple. It's assuming best practices will work for you. Please, just because someone said keep it above the fold, or someone said emphasize the hero shot, or someone said long copy, you know, keep the copy as short as... None of those can be necessarily true. All of them can be truisms, and you need to test everything. Here's an example. This is a consumer credit counseling service offering free debt consultation. We just saw examples. And the goal is to increase the amount of free debt consultation leads without additional traffic. Here's the control. Treatment one. 
Treatment two. And here's treatment three. The third treatment takes a radically different strategy. This version of the home page aims at eliminating all distractions to focus visitors on the key objective of filling out the form. Now, if you paid attention to the blog post on marketing experiments today, we showed you this, and Austin wrote about it and discussed what he discovered regarding pop-ups. Most of us would advise against this particular approach based on best practices, but look at the numbers. 63.19%, a 63% increase in conversion by flying in the face of best practice. In a, an experiment with email with one of the largest retailers in the world, we discovered that they could increase revenue without impacting negatively their unsubscribe rate by increasing their frequency multiple times a week. Does that represent what you and I understand about email and, and common best practices? No. But for them, it meant a 3x increase in revenue off their email sense. We have to test. So there you have the five, trying to achieve too many objectives, failing to start a conversation, over-reliance on multimedia, making the home page a landing page, or assuming that best practices will work for you. But let's take those principles and apply them in action. If you've been with us thus far, then thank you for putting up with me. I'm tired of hearing myself talk. The good news is Adam is standing by. Nathan is standing by. We want to get your thoughts also. And we're going to start to optimize pages submitted by our audience. If you've never been a part of one of these sessions, we try to balance between the pace in terms of how fast we move and how helpful the information is we provide. We want to help Right now, this particular company, this was submitted by Jessica, but we really want to do more than that. We want to look at this page submitted by Jessica to try and help you improve your pages so we're looking for transferable principles. The site has been fax only for 10 years. Now they offer multiple products, which is a challenge. People didn't know you could do all of this there. They have mostly organic search traffic. Paid search comes a close second. The audience is IT managers and directors and network administrators. The objective is to drive people to the product of interest. Tell us how to fix it. I want the audience to tell me first. Engage quickly. More generic title, says Andrew. Andrew, it's good to see you. You're on here all the time. I, I, there's, many, I, there's so many thousands of people that interact, but Andrew, I remember your name again. Amanda, Brian, Ryan, Doug, get rid of the red. Less colors. No dialogue. I misread the email. By the way, you can talk about this on Twitter. Uh, it's... Uh, the hashtag web clinic, if you want to continue to dialogue about the clinic or tell us more on Twitter about how you would improve this page. Five equal choices, not specific enough, not enough info, wasting the headline room, the iPath is disrupted, show the people which action to take first. Those are all comments from our audience. I'm going to move rapidly over to Nathan. Nathan, Nathan's an analyst in our laboratory. Tell us what you would do, Nathan. Sure. I think uh, our audience made some really great points. Just to continue there, uh, I'd say there's no conversation taking place on this page. Uh, I see there's a bold headline. It really stands out. does a good job of that, but it's very general. Uh, just a bunch of terms and icons that may or may not mean anything to me. Um, so first, I'd start with revising that headline to be more specific. Uh, what makes uh, BizCom the market leader? Uh, how many users do they have? How many companies use their service? Uh, it says for the enterprise. Uh, 
who is the enterprise? Am I the enterprise? Is somebody else the enterprise? Am I in the right place? Um, should I even be asking myself this question? Uh, I would use a subheadline to define what it is the company actually does. Um, every company, in theory, provides a solution. What is BizCom's solution specifically? Um, and then I'd even add in some copy uh, underneath each of those icons to help tell people uh, what do those icons do, where do they take me. Um, really, the only button on this page that I can see is down in the bottom left, uh, and that's for downloading a white paper. Um, that white paper, uh, is that really where you want users going to? Do you want them to download a white paper, think about it, and then come back later and view your site? Or would you actually rather them to stay on your site, find what they're looking for, and convert? And, and to, to use uh, Dr. McLaughlin's analogy about uh, uh, welcome, welcoming somebody to a house, uh, one thing I would point out about this page, uh, e even though it does have a lot of things that we can improve, it does show you a map of the house pretty clearly laid out. Um, but one one thing I would recommend uh, you know, to this company is to uh, do a better job of explaining what is in the individual rooms of the house instead of just showing me sort of a uh, a map or a diagram of of the rooms themselves. Excellent. In fact. Let's just, we're going to move to another page in just a moment, but let's just redesign this page rapidly, like we did for the snowmaker, just in conversation, and then you can think about it. First of all, a more compelling headline. It needs to stop me and focus my attention, give me a reason to read a subheader. The subheader will be slightly smaller font, but it will say something very impactful about what is unique with regarding your product that sets you apart from every competitor and drive you into a paragraph of text. If I had the marketer, if I had Jessica sitting in front of me and I said, Jessica, explain this page to me, the words that came out of her mouth in the first two minutes are probably containing all the information we need to get the first paragraph right. It would say something like, there are five ways you can use our service. Or you may have known us only for our fax services, but we also offer boom, 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 boom. Now, Bizcom is the leading X, <laughs> it wouldn't say leading, but Bizcom is, you know, for 11 years, Bizcom has been providing X, Y, and Z. And if you'd like to find out more, here's the easiest way. That kind of conversation, like someone shaking your hand, meeting you, explaining what you can do, directing you to the right place. I also think that I would probably, depending on how things go here, I would probably have some lead gen tool on this page, the potential to capture an email address, I'd ask myself whether well, news and events is really a critical driver to the objectives of this page. I'd probably spend more time underneath that conversation with the full bullet points talking about the key product and then visuals showing what the products look like and helping them select easier which one they might want. Those points could help you get this page performing. You need a call to action that's really clear at the bottom that drives them into a tour or drives them into a place where they can talk with someone depending on your price point or drives them directly into one of these five channels or five, you know, rooms on your site. And images are something that's often overlooked. Um, you know, a lot of people just go to iStock or some kind of clip art site, you know, grab the first thing that really comes to their results. And instead of really thinking about um, an image that really inherently conveys value, I mean, if you just look at some of these icons here, um, you know, you're not sure just by looking at the image which one to click. I mean, the file conversion 
you know, does that really represent file conversion, number one? And number two, how does that represent your unique solution uh, for file conversion? And so just doing a better job of choosing images that convey value uh, and then guiding the users uh, to those images. Jessica, if you will take, I'm going to move the new page. In fact, I'll go there now so the audience can start commenting. Tell us how you'd improve this page. But let me just talk to the marketer who submitted the last page. Jessica, if you uh, want to get further help, uh, let me recommend a couple of things. Think about the page based on this conversation. If you want to email one of us to ask questions, we'll try our best. Dr. Chuck Coker is silent, but he's in the room with me. Chuck's one of my colleagues. We've known each other for years, and he oversees all of our training. If you haven't had any training, you could probably take one of our online courses in optimization or even have Chuck arrange something to train your team and help you get these pages uh, right. Just contact somebody here or in a follow-up form or something, we'll connect you with Chuck. I just want to help you. And the point is, any way we can, we'll do our best to help you get the best performing page. Let's go on to... Uh, the new page that you see, I'm getting some good comments. Uh, what does a uh, sign-up get you? What kind of data, someone says. Uh, uh, San says, I need to explain uh, why I would want those forms. What am I signing up for, says Nicole. And why, what am I signing up for, says Matt. And I'm not ready to sign up yet, says Kihan. I'm not ready to sign up yet, says somebody else. Uh, looks pretty good, but why am I signing up? Misuse of multimedia. Need more convincing. By the way, do you see a pattern? Now, this looks like a professionally designed page. This looks like the kind of page that uh, a, a team has worked on very well. But what it's doing is making a common mistake that I'd like to emphasize for everybody else on the phone who might be making the same mistake. To go back to poor Adam Lapp, who we have been making fun of all uh, this clinic and uh, trying to get this poor boy married. Um, he, 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 you'd have to be in the room. The whole studio's busting up. I like to comparison shop. <laughs> if you, if you, if, what you're doing here is you're asking this girl to kiss you before you've been on a date. Why would you want to sign up before you know enough to discern, discern that you want to sign up? Somebody said, following a so-called best practice, keep it above the fold. But we often ask for the action step before we are at the right place in the thought sequence. And really, all kidding aside, if Adam went to a bar after work tonight, walked up to an attractive girl and kissed her on the lips, he probably would get in trouble. I doubt it would work for him. That's precisely what we've got going on with this web page. And, uh, and we should try that as an experiment, Adam, and we could write about it on the blog. Um, think about it. Maybe some people coming from various channels know that they want to buy your product already and so they're ready to sign up for free. But this is your home page. This isn't a landing page. Everybody comes here. All kinds of people come here and we're hitting them with the wrong message at the wrong time. Now, we can say more. In fact, uh, go ahead, Nathan. Any other thoughts or comments that you might have? Sure, I'd just add that uh, at this point in the process, I think a product tour would do really well. Um, show users what you have. A lot of Web 2.0 sites, uh, very shiny sites like this, they want you to take a tour. They want you to see how great the product is. Uh, get a feel for it and then sign up. Uh, something else I'll point out is right under the sign up for free, we have the view pricing and plans. <laughs> um, I'm not sure you want to put that right under a button that says free. That already has me kind of confused and wondering, you know, what are your intentions here? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Uh, Adam, uh, any other comments? Yeah, I mean, Nathan brings up a, a great point about a product tour, and, and that's a, a great place to emphasize, you know, what makes you unique. I mean, you know, generating contact forms, I, I'm going to assume there's a, a dime a dozen companies out there that do that. And looking at your image here, um, you know, they, they just look like standard images. So you really need to, you know, utilize that, that large real estate at the top to start that conversation. Tell, tell me what is unique about you, why you should sign up, and support that with, uh, you know, perhaps an image that shows the inner workings of your tool and um, the inner workings of your product and, and uh, maybe a button to uh, continue on that product tour. Excellent. We have six minutes left. If you will invest the next six minutes, we're going to pack every moment of it so that you can end with as much information as we can give you. I want to just redesign this page right now on the fly and then move to a new page to get your optimization thoughts. So in this particular case, uh, it talks about something important. With Formstack, anyone can create contact forms. All right, so we have a headline. We need to take that headline and ask, A, is it the right headline? And we need a subheader. It doesn't need to be that big. Remember size, color, motion, shape, position? It's already at the top of the page. It's already on the left side of the page. It's got position. It's got size. And frankly, it's, it's, it just needs to be reduced relative to the rest of the copy so you have more room to say what else needs to be said. You probably need a subheader that explains more what that means and then a single paragraph that talks to me. That paragraph needs to extend to some bullet points and then down below an example of the, of the key pieces and a way to interact or go to the right part of the site to get the information you need related to any one of these particular products. Uh, if it's a single product, it can be even simpler. Right now, I can't even tell. It looks like uh, you might be selling me four products. I can't tell if you're selling me four products or if you're selling me one product with four features. And more importantly, I can't tell because you've made the classic mistake made by so many people when they design a website. I have a title and I have bullets. If Adam simply had a title and bullets, he wouldn't be effective in, again in his conversation in the bar. You've got to talk to somebody and tell me what this means. We need a paragraph of text. We need, we need someone to communicate. There's no dialogue here. And that's missing from so many of our pages. Let's move on. Hope yeah, this helps you. We don't mean to be harsh because we want to help uh, you. This was submitted by Noah. And Noah, if anything on this phone call that we said today hurt your feelings, it's Dr. Chuck Coker's fault. Uh, he's an expert in cognitive psychology. He wrote everything. I'm reading the script out loud. I'll give you his home address and his telephone number if you want to follow up. In the meantime, we want to help you. So if there's any way we can look at a design you produce, let us know. Let's move on to one more before the bell. Uh, appropriately named moving on and up. Um, I, uh, I, I'm looking at a home page audience. We're going to go straight to optimization because we're running out of time. And I'm going to have the experts here help us. Uh, who's up on deck? Adam, sure. go ahead. So the first thing, uh, I come to this page and it's dominated by a huge image. And... You know, if you're a moving company, I'm already going to assume you have moving vans. So you don't really need to have that image on your home page. Uh, instead, utilize that space to tell me, are you on time? Do you have, uh, you know, a staff that's friendly? Uh, you know, can you be trusted? Um, and, you know, what's your approval rate? Uh, you know, tell me that in that space instead of just telling me that you have moving vans. Um, also, you know, looking at the right side of the page, um, immediately you're hitting me with two forms. You know, decide on one. 
uh, you know, get you know, get people asking you questions, get their phone number, get in a conversation over the phone where you can you know more clearly uh, tell them you know what you have to offer, or or get them uh, to give a quote. You know, decide on one. You know, push people towards that um, instead of just trying to do too many things uh, within such a small space. Okay. Excellent. We're going to hear one more comment. I'm going to summarize, rewrite, stay with us. There's one more thing I'm going to show you at the end. Go ahead. Uh, I would also just add that uh, introducing the form before I know who your company is, um, is it's a little too pushy. Uh, I'm not going to give you my contact information until I know why I should give you that contact information. So that just might not be the right position uh, or the place on the page for that. Uh, just something to keep in mind. Well, it's back to the same issue. We, again... First of all, we have a gross use of waste of image space. We're using a big, giant image, taking up almost half of the real estate on the position that my eyes are already focused on anyway. So it's achieving nothing with my eyes. It's the wrong image, and on top of it's the wrong image, there's no conversation. There's no real headline, subheadline, and an address. And instead, you're saying to request a coat. Back to the same problem. I, you can't get this girl to give you a kiss yet. You haven't even been on a date. And it's too soon, it's too much, and what's the button mean? Submit quote. I thought you were submitting the quote. Why am I submitting a quote? Well, that's a, that's, a, that's a database developer button. It's the wrong thing. It should be an instant, you know, 90-second quote. And it should be later on the page. And you should tell me how fast and easy it is. And you should make me feel like I can find out everything I need to know right away. We don't do that here. And so the good news for all three of the pages that we've looked at is that they're leaking so much revenue right now that with a little bit of attention, you can generate a significant increase in performance for all of them. And that's, that's the whole point. You know, we're constantly trying to get things better. I'm going to let you in on something. You notice the logos change at Marketing Experiments. There's a lot happening at Marketing Experiments. Same company, same group. We haven't sold. Uh, we're part of uh, the Mech Labs family. Good things are coming. More research much more research, and we want to share that with you as, as time unfolds. But uh, I also want to remind you that the uh, clinic today will continue with more information for us next week or in our next clinic. If you have questions about training, you can click on that link. If you want to get some research done to help you improve the performance of your site, even consulting services, click on marketingexperiments.com partners. Tell a friend about this if you could because we... We don't charge for it, and uh, the biggest thing we're trying to do is build a community of people who are all trying to discover what works so we can help each other. We are grateful for your trust. We'll be back with more research soon. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of Internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Thank you.